Today we've a moving story about two men of different nationalities who were heavily involved in the Second World War, but they were wondrously reconciled through the Gospel. Bible teacher Brian Johnston will tell us about this in his talk today here on Search for Truth, your Bible teaching programme. As I've told you in previous programmes, Brian has been presenting the Bible's good news of the Gospel in different ways and from different standpoints. Today's story of the power of reconciliation in the Gospel is titled From Pearl Harbour to the Pearly Gates. So let's go to Pearl Harbour now with Brian to learn more. Thanks, John. Mitsuo Fuchida grew up loving his native Japan and hating the United States, which treated Asian immigrants harshly in the first half of the 20th century. Fuchida attended a military academy. Then he joined Japan's Naval Air Force. And by 1941, with 10,000 flying hours behind him, he had become established as the nation's top pilot. And so, when Japanese military leaders needed someone to command a surprise attack on Pearl Harbor, they chose Fuchida. His was the voice that sent his aircraft carrier the message, Tora, 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 or Tiger, 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 indicating the success of the mission. The attack on Pearl Harbor was a surprise military strike conducted by the Imperial Japanese Navy against the United States Naval Base at Pearl Harbor in Hawaii on the morning of December the 7th, 1941. The attack was intended to warn the United States Pacific Fleet against interfering with any military actions the Empire of Japan was planning. The Pearl Harbor base was attacked by 353 Japanese fighters, bombers and torpedo planes in two waves launched from six aircraft carriers. All eight United States Navy battleships were damaged, with four of them being sunk. The attack came as a profound shock to the American people and led directly to the American entry into World War II. The following day, December the 8th, the United States declared war on Japan. Domestic support for non-interventionism, which had been strong in the US, had all but disappeared overnight. Jacob DeShazer was a young American serviceman. He was peeling potatoes at his army base in California when he heard about the Pearl Harbor attack. The Japanese Air Force had struck without warning against US Navy ships in harbor at Hawaii. DeShazer's first impulse was to throw a potato against the wall and shout for revenge. The news hit him so hard that it seemed as if he instantly and passionately hated the Japanese people for this treacherous and devastating attack. DeShazer got his chance of revenge. He took part in the surprise retaliatory air raid on Tokyo. He went as a bombardier. However, things didn't go to plan. The plane that he was in ran out of fuel. He and others had to parachute down somewhere in China. Some vanished forever in the mountains, but De Shazer was captured by the Japanese. The Japanese prison into which De Shazer 
and the other American POWs were thrown was a brutal place where torture was added to the starvation. Formerly strong muscled men were reduced to pitiful living skeletons. De Shazer watched helplessly as his roommate died from the effects of starvation and as a result of a fatal heart attack. By 1945, Fuchida had attained the position of the Imperial Navy's Air Operations Officer. On August 6, he was eating breakfast in Nara, Japan, where a new military headquarters was under construction when he heard about a bomb dropped on Hiroshima. He flew to investigate, then sent a grim report to the Imperial Command. On the same day, Jacob de Shazer had felt prompted by the Holy Spirit, he would later claim, to pray for peace. He had been in captivity since 1942, when after dropping his bombs near Tokyo, he'd been forced to parachute into China. While imprisoned, first in Nanjing and later in Beijing, de Shazer had become a Christian. He'd been reading 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the Bible's great chapter on love, the one so often read at weddings. Reading this in these circumstances had transformed him. Jacob de Shazer's almost insane hatred for the torturing Japanese prison guards was replaced with love, the kind of love he'd been reading about from the pages of the Bible. He found his heart softened towards his Japanese captors. After being liberated, de Shazer wrote a widely distributed essay entitled, I Was a Prisoner of the Japanese, and it detailed his experiences of capture, conversion, and forgiveness. He'd returned to the United States and gone to Seattle Pacific College, but he began to feel the urge to quit studying and go back to Japan to share the good news of the Christian faith. Meanwhile, after the war, Mitsuo Fuchida, the Pearl Harbor Attack Squadron commander, now bitter over Japan's humiliating defeat and unconditional surrender, left professional army life and returned to his family farm and settled for a life of menial drudgery. All the while, he'd later say, his soul was churning with misery and torment over a once highly successful life in the military that had gone nowhere. Let's switch back again, once more, to catch up with de Shazer. By now, he was convinced he'd been called by the Lord to go back to Japan with the gospel, so de Shazer dropped his studies and obeyed. One day, he was sharing his life story in that essay of his that was now a pamphlet but with the same title, I Was a Prisoner of War, and he was standing at a busy train station in Tokyo, and guess who should come along? Yes, Mitsuo Fuchida, the commander of the Pearl Harbor Attack Squadron. He passed by. The commander of the fighter planes that took over 2,000 American lives. He'd just been back to Tokyo to testify at one of the hearings held by General MacArthur concerning Japanese war crimes. Mitsuo received one of the pamphlets that Jacob de Shazer was handing out to passers-by. Of course, de Shazer didn't know Mitsuo Fuchida by sight. He'd only heard of him 
then Fuchida and de Shazer actually met in 1950. Fuchida told de how he'd read his pamphlet, bought a Bible, and then converted from Buddhism to Christianity. The irresistible power of Christ's love in Jacob de Shazer's story had transformed him into a believer in Jesus Christ. De Shazer had just finished a 40-day fast for revival in Japan at the time when Fuchida came to his home and introduced himself. De Shazer welcomed the new convert and encouraged him to be baptised. While De Shazer continued to plant churches throughout Japan, Fuchida became an evangelist, spreading a message of peace and forgiveness in his native country and throughout Asian American communities. Fuchida died on May the 30th, 1976. He wrote, That morning of the attack on Pearl Harbor, I lifted the curtain of warfare by dispatching that cursed order, and I put my whole effort into the war that followed. But after buying and reading the Bible, my mind was strongly impressed and captivated. I think, he said, I can say today without hesitation that God's grace has been set upon me. As I think of these two men, one American and the other Japanese, men who'd been conditioned to hate one another and to regard each other as enemies, but who each, through the transforming power of the Christian message, had been reconciled first to God and then also to each other. It seems right to me now to borrow and apply Bible words which in their original setting apply to the hostility between Jew and Gentile. They're from Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 13, where the Apostle Paul says, But now in Christ Jesus, you who formerly were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who made both groups into one and broke down the barrier of the dividing wall. Joseph Teshazer and Mitsuo Fuchida, men whose lives on earth were brought together by Pearl Harbor, will forever, based on their credible testimony, have an association with the pearly gates of the city the Apostle John describes at the end of the Bible. And with these words, we'll conclude from Revelation 21, from verse 2. John says, And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, made ready as a bride adorned for her husband. And he will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will no longer be any death. There will no longer be any mourning or crying or pain. The first things have passed away. And the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Each one of the gates was a single pearl, and the city has streets of pure gold like transparent glass. What a wonderful change in my life has been wrought since Jesus came into my heart. I have light in my soul for which long I have sought since Jesus came into my heart.
Many thanks for your talk today, Brian. I'd like to remind you as well, there's a transcript book of all the talks in this series, and it'd be helpful to you if you want to pursue further study. So here's how to obtain it. It's available online, and you can obtain one by downloading a copy from churchesofgod.info forward slash media. Alternatively, you can write to us, request a hard copy book be posted to you. Just ask for the title, It's Not Fake News, and don't forget to include your own postal address so we know where to send it. You can use email or the post, and here's our address. Search for Truth, Hayes Press, The Barn, Flaxlands, Royal Wootton Bassett, Swindon, SN4, 8DY, UK. Our email address is sft at churchesofgod.info. Now, I'm delighted that you've been able to join us today, and I hope you enjoyed the programme. Many thanks for giving us the privilege of your company, and I hope your week ahead goes well. Our talk next week is called The Shame of Being Known, and I'd be delighted if you could join us. But for now, it's goodbye and very best wishes from Bible teacher Brian, producer David, our singers, and me, John. So see you again soon, and in the meantime, we wish you God's richest blessings. Oh